What's up, fam? Welcome back to the podcast. This your boy J to the R. Thank you for checking out Making Music with J to the R. If you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe once this is over with. And I can be reached at on YouTube at J to the R. Just type that in and it'll go right to the YouTube channel. Then we got that taken care of. Taken care of. Let's dive right into the podcast today. I'm going to be giving you ten music production tips. Now these are tips that you should think about. You probably already know. Whoop the whoop whoop whoop. But if you don't, I'm going to give you. But if you if you don't, this will be new to you. Hopefully you hopefully you can learn something from it. If you already heard of these tips, then hopefully my interpretation you can take something away from it so let's dive right into and i got a lot of more tips i may break this break this up into more into uh, a couple of different podcasts because i think all of these are relevant in today's time so number one the first tip and i'm not going to give these in any kind of order so there you go the first tip trust your taste in other words what this basically saying is don't second guess yourself who are you doing this for anyway? So a lot of times when we make music, okay, we either making it for one or two people. We're making it for ourselves, or we're making it for somebody else to purchase. Now I can tell you right now, when you're making it for somebody else to purchase, it's not as much fun. That's when it becomes a job. If you look at all of the famous music producers that are out there, they're not really necessarily making music for someone else. They're making music that they want to make and people like that particular style. That's why when uh, when you, like like Timberland has his own style, Dr. Dre has his own style, Metro Boomin has his own style, uh, Southside got his own style. Everybody got their own style. So they're not really necessarily making music for artists. They're making music for themselves that artists happen to like. So you got to brand your own self. Stop copying people. If you don't learn nothing else, stop copying people. Do what makes you happy because that's that's when if you do what makes you happy, it'll never feel like work. The minute you start trying to copy other people beat and it's going to sound like a knockoff beat, then you start stressing, stressing yourself out and it don't even become fun anymore. So that is probably a very valuable tip that a lot of people need to listen to. Number two, stop cracking, stop cracking on popular music just to please your own ego. You can learn from anything. In fact, it's probably wise to learn from music that millions already listen to. So, you know, a lot of times we talk about these beats. We'll see these producers. They'll make these beats. And they may just be a straight loop. And you're like, oh, my God, this is trash. Well, that trash just got a million streams. How many streams have your complicated ass beat done got? I'll answer that zero because ain't nobody buying them shits. So stop cracking on popular music and learn something from it. Learn if anything that goes back to that first tip. Learn what these cats is doing. The fact that they doing it on their own terms and people just happen to like it. Don't nobody like your shit. Yeah, it sounds good to other producers, but don't no artists want it because they don't want to be competing with the beat. They want a beat that they can flow to. You know what I'm saying? And they can stand out in front of. Number three. Now, this is what you'll hear this a lot sometimes and it just depends on the person a lot of times you'll see people who um 
who will rag, especially if you can play a little bit on the piano, you'll rag a little bit on people that uh, uses loops to make type of, to, damn, I can't talk. People will rag on people that uses loops that make to make their beats. They'll say, you make a fake artist. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, did that really make any sense? It didn't sound like it makes sense. In other words, let me repeat that. In other words, people will rag on artists or producers rather that use loops rather than pounding out on the keyboard. Now, at the end of the day, let's be real. The only thing that count is the end product. Is your shit tight? Is them loops tight? Because to be honest with you, Ninth Wonder, for those that still remember who that is, he made a lot of his beats off strictly loops and he had a pretty pretty nice career doing just that and a lot of these cats that you think may be playing they may be using loops so it doesn't really matter if you use loops or not it's how you use them and the same goes for samples you know that's tip number four the same goes for samples everybody can't be no virtuoso i said virtuoso on the keyboards so you ain't everybody ain't no zaytoven stay in your own lane you learn to do a style that best sits suits your abilities and you perfect that you're not gonna perfect no uh zaytoven uh-uh because you ain't been playing since you was a baby so you can forget about that you better do what you want to do find your own lane and be successful in it number five having a beverage while you produce will make the process much more fluid having a beverage and sometimes having something else you know what i'm saying now here's the problem here's the problem though with this it will relax you for sure such as you know them herbs them herbs gonna relax you too but you don't want it to relax you to the point to where you not even productive to where you don't know what you're doing so, you know, if you're going to be doing that stuff, you're going to be on that killer. You know, know what you know, your limits, know how much to do that's going to put you in, you know, in a good place. Not a I can't be productive place because I've been in a studio where it's like, oh, my God, I tell you what. Y'all come back tomorrow because they can't even focus and all they're doing is wasting their time and wasting mine, too. Number six. Get you a nice pair of headphones or monitors. You need to know how low that bass is sounding. And nowadays, okay, so when I was coming up, you really had to buy like the best of the best to get good, clear sound. Now you damn near can buy this shit off Amazon and it's going to sound as good as the stuff that I would have to spend a ton of money on back in the day. So. It makes no excuse nowadays to not have a good set of headphones or or monitors. Now, because what you don't realize is you need something that's going to have a good frequency response. If it doesn't, then when you go put your shit in the car, it's going to sound like hot lava shit. Just a a hot smeltering lava of shit. That's what it's going to sound like. But if you mix them on a good set of headphones or a good pair of monitors your music gonna translate anywhere and, and you don't have to work so hard to 
Okay, so when I first started out, I was using some some of that cheap stuff or whatever. You know, I had then eventually I ended up getting some KRKs, which ain't the best, but you know, them little rockets, they did good. But whatever you get, you are going to have to learn that particular monitoring device against several different platforms. So the and that's a lot of time to learn that stuff. It's a lot of time. So if you get the best setup that you can, you don't have to. You can trust that what you're hearing will translate and you don't have to be that guy trying to listen to it in the car, listening to it in two or three cars, having your buddy listening to it, listening to it in your home stereo, listening to it in headphones and all of this stuff. And it's sounding different in every goddamn thing that you're listening to it to. Number seven, mixing is not mysterious judo. Just go ahead and mix it, you know, make that bad mix. And eventually you'll make a big, uh, a, a, a better mix. So I was teaching my son how to mix. And, you know, I'm like, oh, he ain't going to never get this. <laughs> Man, within a couple of times, that fellow was already mixing his songs pretty good. And he had it figured out the EQs, figured out the compression and what to use and doing a pretty good job at it. Now, did he stick to it? No, because that's kind of what a lot of these kids do nowadays. They don't stick to nothing. But anyway, I thought he was going to have problems with it because in the past, anytime he needs something mixed, I would have to do it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, son. Now, granted, you don't mix better than me. I'm going to tell you that right now. But the how quick he learned to make it sound decent or good enough in today's term was kind of impressive. I'm like, I ain't going to even lie. Shit was impressive. And the same thing goes with mastering. This is number eight. That's not no mysterious judo either. In fact, you there's a lot of, okay, you have a couple of different type of masterings. You have the mastering where you have an engineer. He's running it through all of these high dollar compressors and it's going to sound flawless. And then you have pretty much what you hear mostly today. Somebody that's just slapping lander on it or cloud bounce, which is what I do, or L2 compressor on it and calling it master. Now, the average person, I really and truly don't believe that the average person knows the difference. They just don't know the difference. So go ahead and get your cloudbound subscription or get your L2 plugins. If you know what I'm talking about, that's Waves L2. And learn how to use that and master that shit yourself. Because everybody is listening through MP3. Just make it loud. That's all anybody care about is that shit loud. At the end of the day, if you got a good mix and really in mastering, you really shouldn't be doing that much anyway. If your mix is right, you know, if your mix is shit, then you gonna be you basically gonna have to remix it in the mastering process. So, you know, that ain't that ain't what it is. Neither. Number nine, buy yourself a quality sample pack ASAP. So if you're going to use samples in particularly melody samples. Now, one thing I like to do, I like to create my own drums in the past. You know, I can play keyboard a little bit, but now it seems like most of my beats when I play in keyboard are way back from the two early 2000s and 90s. My shit is old. I ain't gonna even lie. It's old. So now if I want to make something that's up to date, it has to be from a sample pack. It's just as simple as that. Now, I can add drums and make those modern that's not that's not hard but trying to play something out that shit is difficult 
So it's very important where if you cannot play and play at a level that is up to date to get a quality sample pack, just buy it. It'll make your life. You know, I mean, the beats you can bang out if you got a quality melody sample pack. And then then some people say, well, everybody's got these sample packs. That's true. You flip them holes to your own or I'm going to tell you a little secret. Take old sound, old songs, chop them up in two bar loops and reverse them. I'm going to repeat that. Take old songs, chop them up in two bar loops and reverse them and listen to what that sound like and add some trap drums behind it. Got yourself a God dang it hit. I'll tell you that. And number 10, let music you don't like or understand warm up to to you. Now, here's what I mean by that. You'll see like, I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Scott Storch, he loved Indian sounds. So, um, you know how how you have like like those Indian string sounds? He used that in his R&B beats, his trap beats. He used it. He used it in all of it. And guess what? He made hits. And to this day, he still could make hits with those sounds. You listen to some of uh, 50 Cent songs that he did. Uh, What's this song? I can't even think of it. But he took that's made out of that's uh is based on the Indian music sound. I don't even know what you call it. You call it Indian music? Shit, I don't know. But anyway, so those are 10 tips. You may need to listen to this a couple times or watch this a couple times to really understand what I'm saying. But all of these are very important if you're trying to make a career in music production. You know what I'm saying? If you are watching this on YouTube, let me know what you think about these tips in the comments. And if you are listening to this on Spotify or watching it, and speaking of which, you should be able to watch this on Spotify starting now. We're going to have a video, too, on Spotify. So, this your boy, J to the oh, And you've been listening to Making Music with J to the Oh. Holla at your boy. Peace.